0: al Bayan Radio presents the following Friday khutbah from Masjid Al-Azhar, Bilmo, asking Allah that it serves as a benefit for all. We praise Him and and وأشهد أن محمدًا عبده ورسوله وصفيه من خلقه وخليله بلغ الرسالة وأدى الأمانة ونصح الأمة وجاهد في الله حق الجهاد حتى أتاه اليقين فصلوات ربي وسلامه عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن تمسك بسنته واكتفى بهديه بإحسان إلى يوم الدين أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كلام الله تعالى وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعه وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار أجارني الله وإياكم من النار ثم أما بعد The Prophet said in a hadith that the time has come back to its original state which it had been when Allah created the heavens and the earth. The year is 12 months and of these 12 months there are four sacred months. Three after each other. In succession Dhul Qad, Dhul Hidja and and then one by itself, the fourth Rajab, the month that is between Jumada and Shaban. We are currently in the month of Allah Al Muharram الله المحرم. Muharram. This month is the first month of the Islamic calendar. In this month, the Prophet ﷺ dedicated most of it to fasting and worship and commended his companions to do the same. He said Af بَعْدَ Ba'da Ramadan Shahrullah <laughs> Muharram that the best fasting after the month of Ramadan is the month is the fasting of the month of Allah Muharram and in this month there is an emphasis on a specific date the 10th which is known as Ashura and that happens to be today today is the 10th day of the month of Allah Al Muharram this day Ashura a significant event took place and where Allah Azza wa Jal saved Musa alayhi salam From Fir'aun and his tyrant army The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa Saw the Jews of Al-Madinah fasting on this day So he asked what is it they are signifying on this day by fasting it Because there is a significance to this day and they are signifying it or they are singling out it out by way of fasting. Upon knowing that they are fasting this day because it was the day that Allah saved Musa from Fir'aun, and it was the action of Musa himself in where he fasted this day out of thanks for saving him and Bani Israel from the treachery of Fir'aun, the Prophet said to them, فَنَحْنُ أَحَقُّ وَأَوْلَى بِمُوسَى مِنْكُمْ We, the Muslims, are more rightful to Musa and have a closer connection to him than you, O Jews. So the Prophet Wasallam fasted this day and told his companions to fast it also. And he even gave a glad tidings for the one that fasts the day of Ashura He will have a past year of sin expiated by the will of Allah Azza wa Jal. So what is the story of Musa and Fir'aun? And why so important? And why so significant? Why is this day so important and significant? And what's so important about the story of Musa and Fir'aun? To understand the significance, look to the Qur'an. Look to the Qur'an and you will understand how important and significant it is. Allah Azza wa Jal mentions Musa in the Qur'an over 130 times. And he mentions the story of Musa and Fir'aun over 22 times. So much so that it was mentioned that كَادَ الْقُرْآنُ أَن لِمُوسَى That the Qur'an is almost all for the story of Musa salam. This should give us Muslims and serve us as an inspiration to derive the lessons found in the story of Musa and Fir'aun that we contemplate over it, that we ponder over it each and every single event and situation so that we can understand its importance. The story of Musa and Fir'aun is a great story more than a simple narrative that is read for the signs of Allah Azza wa Jal and this is the first lesson that we take from the story of Musa and Fir'aun and for that every single story and sign that Allah Azza wa Jal mentioned and detailed in the Quran whether it is Musa's story or or, or, or the story of Hud or the story of Saleh and his people or oh, the the story of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Oh Isa alayhi salam, or the signs of the heavens and the earth, all these are to be pondered over. Allah Azza wa Jal says regarding his book, Kitabun Anzalnahu alaykamubarakalliya Dabbaru, Kitabun Anzalnahu alaykum barakulliyad dabbaru ayati. That a book that we have sent down to you, O Muhammad, blessed, so that they may ponder over it, its verses, and the men of understanding may take heed, so that they may take heed and learn from its lessons. The first lesson that we can take from the story of Musa and Fir'aun, and the first valuable. The first valuable lesson that we can learn from the story of Musa and Fir'aun is the the outlawing of Allah Azza wa to the concept of oppression. Allah Azza wa made oppression outlawed, awful and disgusting. And we learn from this story that oppression only leads you down to a pathway that is not praiseworthy. Oppression is so awful and so despised that Allah Azza wa made it prohibited upon himself. In a hadith Qudsi, Allah Azza wa says, Ya ibadi, O oh my slaves, Inni harramtu nafsi, I have... Forbidden oppression upon myself. And I have made it forbidden amongst you, so do not oppress one another. By reflecting upon Fir'aun's oppression, how he transgressed. How he claimed to be a deity other than Allah Azza wa Jal. How he oppressed the people of or the children of Bani Israel by force. We can learn that oppression only leads to undesirable outcomes. Oppression will always catch up to you. Because he thought, fir'aun thought that he was under control. That through his oppression, through his transgression, through his force and his mighty fist, he can keep Bani Israel in check. But the concept of oppression is so brutal, so despised, that the end result of it, and this is the sunnah of Allah Azza wa the way of Allah Azza wa Jal, for every oppressor that walked this earth, that is walking this earth and to walk this earth, that the end result of the oppressor is destruction. Another and a very important lesson that we take from the story of Musa and Fir'aun, and this goes in hand with the first lesson that we took, is that if Allah Azza wa Jal intends something, if Allah Azza wa intends something, He prepares extraordinary and subtle means for it. <coughs> These means may not hint to the ultimate outcomes. And this is found in the story of Firaun and the the, the story of Musa and Fira'un. Because Fira'un oppressed, transgressed, and he spread corruption amongst the children of Bani Israel. He killed the children and he humiliated the women and he went so far as and so far and so much to say. He claimed to be their Lord and He did not see for them another Lord to be worshipped other than Him. He forced them into treachery. He forced them into worshipping Him other than Allah Azza wa Yet despite this, despite His tyranny and His transgression, Allah Azza wa Jal was setting Him up to cause His own destruction. Destruction that one could not imagine Allah Azza wa Jal destroyed him By drowning him and his army in the ocean Now Allah Azza wa Jal gives the oppressor And the one that transgresses the boundaries of Allah He gives him a chance And you can think of this transgression On every single level On an individual level Crossing the boundaries of Allah Azza wa Jal, halal and haram. And then you can go up as far and as high as the transgression as Fir'aun, the father of tyranny. Allah Azza wa will give you a chance, will remind you. It does not mean he is not there. It does not mean that your ways are going to take place. It does not mean that you have passed. You've oppressed someone, it passed. No one knows anymore, it's finished. I got my way, move on in life. Allah Azza wa Jal gives you a chance to make amends with Him and to make amends with His creation. If you have oppressed yourself and you have oppressed your boundaries and crossed them, then return to base, return to Allah Azza wa Jal. And if you have oppressed the creation of Allah Azza wa then return their right dutifully. And if you don't, then when Allah Azza wa sends down His punishment and when Allah seizes the oppressor, He does not let go of him. He does not let go of him. Allah's punishment does not turn away from the criminals when it comes down. And we see this in the story of Musa and Fir'aun. When his punishment came down to Fir'aun and Fir'aun tried to repent, it was too late. Tried to claim that he believes in the Lord of Bani Israel, it was too late the punishment seized him and took him because he was given before that many chances but he refused to take them. So when the punishment came down, it took him completely. Allah Azza wa Jal drowned him and made him an example for all of mankind to see. فَانْظُرُوا كَيْفَ كَانَ عَاقِبَةُ الظالمين So look and take heed and learn and see the result and the ending of the wrongdoers. The result and the ending of the wrongdoers is destruction. So do not think for a moment if you yourself are an oppressor, that is Allah is unaware of your oppression. Whether your oppression is towards the creation or towards the boundaries of Allah Azza wa Allah knows. And do not for a moment ever think that Allah Azza wa is unaware of what the wrongdoers do. And the third and the final lesson that and benefit that I want to share with you from the story of Musa and Fir'aun. And this also goes hand in hand with the first two lessons or the first two benefits is that as believers, as believers in Allah Azza wa Jal, this story should teach us to have to have uh, to be optimistic in Allah azza wa Jal and to have hope in him it should remind us that out of that good can come from evil situations from difficult situations that relief can come during turmoil and that every difficult time comes with it ease Allah Azza wa Jal says in the Quran وَعَسَىٰ أَن تَكْرَهُ شَيْءًا وَهُوَ خَيْرٌ لَكُمْ وَعَسَىٰ أَن تُحِبُّ شَيْءًا وَهُوَ شَرٌ لَكُمْ وَاللَّهُ يَعْلَمُ wa لَا تَعْلَمُونَ That verily Allah Azza wa Jal knows whilst you do not. Allah knows you have to have belief in Allah Azza wa Jal and hope in Him that Allah has prepared for the believers success in this world and the next and take the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam as an example. It will teach you resilience during history and during the course of history. The Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, despite its setbacks and its losses and in some time its inactivity, it always came back. It always revived. Yes, at times it was ill, but it did not die. Yes, at times it bled. But it did not bleed out completely. It always came back to be victorious and successful. Because Allah Azza wa Jal promised the believers such. Katab that Allah Azza wa Jal, the end result is for His believers. For His believers, those that believe in Him. So have hope in Allah Azza wa Jal that after ease, After hardship comes ease. Have optimism that after the difficulty will come relief. Because this is the promise of Allah Azza wa Jal. The story of Musa and Fir'aun is a great story that we can learn from. In it are clear signs. Not only the story of Musa and Fir'aun. As a matter of fact, every story of every prophet and messenger. In it, there are clear signs from Allah Azza wa Jal profound lessons that if we learn from them, ponder over them and take the benefits and implement them and live by them, then by Allah our affairs will be better. Whether individually or collectively, our affairs will be better. We will find strength after weakness, we will find success and victory after loss and humiliation because the ultimate success lies for the believers. And you find that in all these stories the common theme is that Allah Azza wa Jal, all honor belongs to him. Victory belongs to Allah, to his prophet and to his believing servants. That's a certainty. That's a certainty. Allah Azza wa Jal will humble you and reduce you if you choose a path other than Allah. If you choose a path other than Allah, then Allah will humble you and humiliate you until you return. And this may be an explanation to many situations that we face. Many situations that we face, whether on an individual level or on a collective level as an ummah. We want success. We want happiness. We want joy. We want victory. Then we must be on the path that Allah Azza wa wants us to be on. And if we're not, then this is not a path that we will find. I ask Allah Azza wa Jal to make us from his servants that ponder over his signs, to make us from his servants that seek his closeness through submission, through worship and humility. أقول ما تسمعون وأستغفر الله لي ولكم فاستغفروه فيا فوز المستغفرين الحمد لله وكفا ولا عدوان إلا على من ظلم وبغى والصلاة والسلام على المبعوث المصطفى there is just one very important point i want to make before i wrap up this khutbah and that is that regarding the day of ashura there are two practiced and if you want to say innovated practices that are done on this day one of these innovations is that a group of people take this day as a day of celebration, like the day of Eid. They distribute food, money, and they wear nice clothes, and as though it's Eid. And this is not from the teachings of the Prophet ﷺ, nor is it the intended way to signify this day or to single it out. This was not the way of the Prophet, neither was it, or nor was it the teaching of his companions, may Allah be pleased with them. They did not single out this day as a day of festival, festivity, and or a festive season. This day was singled out by way of worship. And the other group that were led astray and innovated on this day chose. To signify this day by way of mourning, by beating their chests and their foreheads and their backs, by shedding blood and displaying extreme grief. They even went as far as associating partners with Allah Azza wa Jal by engaging in disbelief and exaggerating the status of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's family. Invoking them and beseeching them belong besides Allah Azza wa Jal or alongside Allah Azza wa Jal. Offering sacrifices to them and making vows and attributing to them only that which is befitting to Allah Azza wa Jal. And this is known to be the act of the Rawafid or better known as the Shia. Both these innovations on this day are rejected. And unaccepted because it is not from the teachings of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wa And that the point to be made is if you want to know if you are on the true path of la ilaha illallah. The path of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wa sallam and the pious predecessors that came after him. Then see are you on the path of their teachings or not. Did they do this or not? And then this answer becomes clear. The answer becomes clear. If you are on the sunnah, then you are on the path to La Ilaha Illallah. You are on the path to Allah Azza wa Jal, the path to paradise. And anything that you do that is not from the teachings of the Prophet Wasallam, then it will lead you away from the path of Allah Azza wa Jal. I ask Allah Azza wa Jal, to allow to the path and the teachings of the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and to stand on the boundaries of Allah innallahu wa malaikatahu yusalluna alan nabi ya ayyuhalladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima allahumma salli ala muhammad wa ala ali muhammad kama sallaita ala ibrahim wa ala ali ibrahim innaka hamidum majid وبارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم يا سامع الصوت ويا سابق الفوت ويا كاسي العظام لحما بعد الموت اللهم اغفر لنا ذنوبنا اللهم ارحمنا وتب علينا وتقبل منا لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إننا كنا من الظالمين اللهم اغفر للمؤمنين والمؤمنات الأحياء منهم والأموات بكرمك يا ربنا قريب مجيب الدعوات وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين